from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, June 17th, 2020. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Governor Mike DeWine this afternoon announced a series of recommendations and changes to improve accountability, training, and transparency for police departments and other peace offices around the state. DeWine issued a number of recommendations to the Ohio legislature for changes to state law that would, among other things, strengthen the standards for who can apply to peace officer academies, including a psychological evaluation, ban chokeholds unless used as a deadly measure in a life-or-death situation, mandate independent investigation investigations and prosecutions of all officer-involved shootings and in-custody deaths, and institute a licensure process by which officers can be penalized or banned from service by an oversight board. Governor DeWine also announced his recommendations will be instituted in agencies under the purview of his executive branch, such as the State Highway Patrol and Department of Corrections. Ohio's record unemployment forced the state's unemployment system to become insolvent yesterday, so the state has taken out a $3 billion loan from the federal government to keep up with jobless claims. Kevin Landers has more. Congress waived interest on the borrowed money through December 31st, and after that, Ohio will face an interest rate of 2.4%. If the loan is not repaid by November of 2022, the state says employers will see an increase in their unemployment taxes. Ohio's unemployment rate reached 16 0.8% in April. That's a record. Now, the last time Ohio had to borrow $3 billion was during the Great Recession. It took the state seven years to pay it back. From the State House, Kevin Landers. Governor DeWine says the state is working on guidelines for the upcoming school year as the pandemic continues. ONN's Dave James reports. The governor is indicating his guidelines will not be all-encompassing. We're going to be putting out guidance uh, from the health department and from the Department of Education 10 days or so from now, and that's going to kind of outline what the ultimate goals are. But a lot of the decisions, uh, frankly, are going to be made locally. DeWine compared the situation to flu outbreaks where individuals individual districts or even schools within a district may shut down based on that particular situation. Dave James, I went in news. Republican Secretary of State Frank LaRose says federal funding has been secured to cover mailing absentee ballot applications to every registered voter in Ohio. Spending was approved Monday by the state controlling board and will cover mailings to all 7.8 million Ohioans registered. Requesting a ballot is the first step to voting by mail in the November election. Absentee ballot requests have been sent out in every Ohio general election since 2012. The difference this year is federal COVID-19 aid funds will cover the costs. LaRose was prohibited by lawmakers from mailing out the applications to all registered voters during Ohio's primary. Police at Columbus State Community College say they caught a group of people spray-painting a statue of Christopher Columbus already set to be removed from campus in two weeks' time. More from Tino Ramos. According to campus police, a group of vandals were spotted defacing the statue early this morning that was already set to be removed. Police say a group of about 10 people went running from the scene after spray painting the statue with references to the racial tensions that has surfaced over the past two weeks. Police say the vandals left behind spray paint cans and balloons filled with paint. On Monday, Columbus State's president said in a statement that the statue's removal is a symbolic gesture of our commitment to continue and accelerate the fight against systemic racism. 
today in their efforts to move forward. Vandals gave it a nudge at a time when other Columbus statues are coming in question on whether they should be up in the city at all. On the campus of Columbus State, Tino Ramos. Democratic lawmakers have introduced a resolution at the Ohio State House which would declare racism to be a public health crisis. Kevin Landers helps break down the bill. At a hearing last week at the State House, Democrat lawmaker Sandra Williams introduced a resolution asking lawmakers to declare racism a public health crisis. And we've been facing this for years. Our families have been facing this, and it's become normalized. The resolution would declare, among other things, training of all elected officials and staff on workplace biases incorporating educational efforts to address and dismantle racism and expand understanding of racism and how it affects individuals and health. From the State House, Kevin Landers. A suburban Toledo police officer has resigned amid an investigation of misconduct. Amy Steigerwald has the details. Emily Hackler says Glenn Goss Jr. followed her in his personal car when she left the gym. A few hours later, she got a Facebook message. The first message, nice racing you. We were not racing. I was being followed. The first set of screenshots were put on social media and quickly started gaining attention. And other girls came forward with similar messages from the same officer from almost a year ago. Rossford Police Chief Todd Kitzler says an independent investigation found Goss would have been terminated. Amy Staggerwald in Rossford. A judge in Akron has declared a mistrial for a man accused of killing nine people in two separate arson fires. Here's Angela Ann. The Akron Beacon Journal reports Summit County Judge Christine Croce declared the mistrial Monday after questioning jurors about resuming during the coronavirus pandemic. 61-year-old Stanley Ford could receive the death penalty if convicted of killing two people at a home in 2016 and seven more people, including five children, at a home the following year. Both fires were in his neighborhood in Akron. A trial initially began in March and was halted because of the pandemic. Angela Ann, ONN News. President Donald Trump's executive order on policing would encourage police departments to collect and track excessive force complaints and would give monetary incentives for updated training. But as Karina Nova reports, some closest to the issue say it doesn't go far enough. Ahmad Arbery's mother met with President Trump and she says the order does not go far enough. I wanted to learn more about his executive order. He explained it. After explaining it, I didn't, I don't think that that order would, would actually have an influence on my son's case. Arbery was a jogger shot and killed in Georgia. Three men are facing charges in his death. Karina Nova, ONN News. And healthcare workers in Ohio say they are struggling with their own health as they work long, stressful hours combating COVID-19. Tracy Townsend has more with ER physician Dr. Suzanne Bentley. Bentley says she never imagined how devastating the pandemic would become. It's left healthcare workers struggling with their own mental health. They've been isolated from friends and family. They treated patients without proper PPE in some cases. And they've seen a lot of people die from this virus. On the back of your head, it's always like a fear of when it's going to start picking up again. Experts say over time, this kind of stress can lead to burnout and even symptoms of PTSD. I'm Tracy Townsend. Special thanks to our affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett for the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.